Section 82 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 82. L. W. McCrory. I was born in Wayne County, Ohio, November 5, 1835, and enlisted in the service of the United States at Portage, Ohio, June 9, 1862, in Company A, 100th Regiment, Ohio Volunteer Infantry was captured at limestone station east tennessee september eighth eighteen sixty three and confined in rebel prisons at lynchburg belle isle libby and andersonville spending in all twenty-two months in those horrible dens one year and seven days in andersonville with others i was placed on the steamer sultana i took up my place on the cabin deck in the curve of the stair banister According to the best of my calculation, the boat must have blown up about one o'clock in the morning. The night was very dark and cloudy. When the boiler burst, it tore its way up through the hurricane deck, which came crashing down, and in all probability would have crushed me had it not been for the stair banister which held it up and saved me. I soon crawled out of that and worked my way out on the small gangplank which was tacked up to what I think they called the gin pole. I took care to bring my valise and pocketbook along with me. The former contained a good suit of citizen's clothes, and the latter over a hundred dollars. I remained upon the plank until driven off by the fire. While here I saw the big gangplank shoved off. According to my remembrance, this plank was about forty feet long and six feet wide, and was heavily iron-bound. I believe it was the cause of the death of at least three hundred of the boys, for they were just as thick as they could cling around it, and I never heard of one that was saved by it. When the fire finally drove me to the water, fearful lest I should need one hand, I put my pocket-book which was an old-fashioned iron-bound one, between my teeth, and hung on to my valise with one hand. It seemed to me that I never would come to the surface again, for I had jumped down at least eighteen feet to reach the water, and to add to my discomfort, my pocket-book kept my mouth partially open so that I took in some water, but still I managed to get along pretty well, and as the boys say, did not lose my head. Comrade John Cornwell of my company and regiment and myself swam together, but he was easily discouraged. After a while he called out to me that he could hold out no longer, but I cheered him up, urging him to try a little longer, telling him that I knew he was just as able to get out as I, and that I was not going to give up. He tried a while longer, and then cried out again that it was no use he must sink. I urged him to hold on, but after we had gone about two miles, he called a third time and sank immediately, and I saw him no more. This startled me a little. I had hung on to my valise all this time, changing it from one hand to the other as either arm grew tired, but when Comrade Cornwell went down, I threw the valise away but hung to my pocket-book, which, all this time, after I came up from my dive, I had gripped in my right hand with my little finger and the one next to it. 
now what seems strange to me is that in a very short time after throwing away my valise both arms became entirely helpless and i was obliged to turn over on my back and float in order to rest them after floating a while i swam a short distance when my arms gave out again and i was forced to float once more but soon was able to swim again i then experienced no more trouble with my arms i soon came in contact with a log upon which i crawled and where i remained until about nine o'clock the next day when i was taken off by the steamer pocahontas while upon this log i saw a man reach an island who was pulled out by two of his comrades i do not believe there was a particle of skin upon his entire body he had been badly scalded and it had all come off his comrades were doing their best to keep the buffalo gnats off him whatever became of the poor fellow i never knew but presumed that he died in a short time about the first man i came across on the pocahontas was a big darky who was dishing out hot sling unsparingly to the boys i took a big drink but it was not enough so i went up to the bar of the boat and called for brandy the bartender set down a bottle and a small glass but i called for a large one he then set down a big beer tumbler i filled this brimming full and drank it then offered to pay for it but he refused to take pay saying it is free to sultana survivors i told him that when he disposed of it by wholesale he ought to charge something i was taken to the soldiers home and soon sent north on the steamer silver spray at the time of my capture i had one bullet put through my canteen three through my haversack and my clothes were literally filled full of holes but i did not get even a scratch of the skin on the trip from andersonville georgia to columbus ohio i was wrecked six times on the cars and once on a steamboat but was not injured a particle except a slightly sprained ankle received by jumping from the top of a box-car about thirty feet down an embankment while the train was at full speed the train breaking in two part of it going down the embankment one way while i went down the other way my present occupation is farming and my post-office address mungin ohio end of section eighty two